Welcome to Living a Full Life Podcast. Join us as we explore health topics that encourage raising healthy children, living a healthy life, and living the best life possible. Now, here's your host. I'm Enrico Dolcecori, and welcome to another podcast of Living a Full Life. Welcome, and thanks for joining us this week. This one's a unique one. We're going to talk about the lymphatic system. It's uh, one of those systems that's not really understood. We don't talk about it in general. It is understood physiologically, and in medicine, we know what it does exactly. But it's something that we don't talk about. We don't take care of it. We have our our skin regimen. We have our uh, hydration. We have our showers. We have our cosmetics. We have our exercise and muscle regimens. We have our tons of them, our eye regimen, our dental regimen, our, our oral health, all those things that we have things that we take care of. But when it comes to the spine and our lungs and our lymphatic system, we don't think of those as much as other other parts of our body. And it, it's quite interesting. Until they're an issue, then, then we start to think about them or if they start to hurt. So the lymphatic system is a fascinating system, and it's it's actually part of two systems. It plays part of the vascular and cardiovascular system of circulation, and it plays a great role in our immune system. So pretty cool stuff. And uh, of course, we're going to go through the things and cover the things that you can do to help maintain a healthy lymphatic system and a healthy immune system. But we wanted to dive in first and just go through the understanding of what the lymphatic system really is. It's made up of the lymph nodes and the lymph vessels, which are most common. But people forget about our spleen, our thymus gland, our tonsils, and our adenoids. They all play a role in the lymphatic flow. Now, I I read those in that order because the last ones are the popular ones, our lymph, our tonsils, and our adenoids. Now, put up your hand if you've ever had these removed. A very common procedure that's done because of breathing issues early in life as a child, maybe allergic reactions, or just chronic, chronically being ill all the time. They find that by removing the tonsils and or the adenoids, you help clear up the airway so that first off, child can breathe or you can breathe, and then helps reoccurring infections from happening. That's a theory. And uh, it works. And in medicine, when, when all else fails, you know, chop it off or cut it out. But we're going to try and facilitate this right from birth and what we can do to help with the lymphatic system. And those vessels and organs that are part of, of our lymphatic system play a crucial role. So um, the lymphatic vessels take extracellular fluid, and, and not all of it, but take the waste products from our extracellular fluid. And when we talk about fluid in the body, there's, there's, there's blood that run through our veins and our arteries. And then there's extracellular and intracellular fluid. So inside of every cell, there's a, it's a fluid base where everything floats, the nucleus and all the waste products go in and out from the intracellular fluid to the extracellular fluid. The extracellular fluid is that free-floating fluid everywhere around our cells that's not blood. It's serous. It's a saline-based type fluid. And it's there for, as a medium for nutrients to go into our cells and waste products to come out of the cells. It's, it's that buffer. And the lymphatic system's role is to take that extracellular fluid and filter it. So whenever we've uh, fought uh, a cold or an infection or a bacteria or a virus, 
and we fought it off. Our white blood cells go in as the army. They fight the bacteria. They kill them. The macrophages clean up all that stuff. But all the waste products from all of that have to then be filtered somehow. So it gets filtered into our lymphatic system, and those lymphatic vessels and lymph nodes pump everything back to the spleen. And the spleen is exactly what it sounds, a big sponge that just filters everything through there. Red blood cells, the uh, extracellular fluid, the lymphatic fluid, everything has to get filtered through our spleen. Also, the tonsils, the thymus gland, the adenoids, these play a role as capturing, they're like the, the first lines of defense in capturing bacteria and waste products uh, from the ex exterior environment. So from the environment, the world, when we breathe in and we have these viruses and bacteria that come in, the first lines of defense are our adenoids and our tonsils. So there is where they try and break these down and the lymphatic system will try and grab these as quickly as possible and get them out of the body. So that is, that's pretty cool uh, military procedures that happen for protecting our bodies through the immune system. So the primary function of it is just to transport this fluid in and out of the body. It's typically a clear fluid and it also helps with purifying the, lymph, the, um, the lymphatic fluid as well. So by keeping hydrated, we can keep our lymphatic fluid uh, at a base where it can always be hydrated and always and never be dehydrated. It's not something that can get dehydrated or, or dry right out. What typically happens with our lymphatic vessels is that nodules can, can be created or some types of diseases can actually break down the lymphatic system or clog it all up. So those are areas that we want to take care of. Now, how can we take care of our lymphatic system? And, and why is it important? It is the only detoxification process inside of the body that takes waste and pulls it out. The other way we do it is through, is through our digestion. So when we drink water or eat food, it's got to go through our digestive process, through the kidneys, and then out through the bladder or out through the colon. And those are the two ways that we get rid of our waste products. However, we can also perspire or sweat out our waste products as well, which is a very important role because the largest organ in the body is our skin. And that's where we play most of our detoxification is through that, believe it or not, goes through our lymphatic system. The food processes come through through stool, and then it's really just hydration and taking out uric acid and some of the other substance waste products through the kidneys and into the bladder. So the lymphatic system plays probably the greatest role in detoxification. So when we're trying to eat healthy and be well, the only way to get this stuff out is through the detoxification of the lymphatic system. So it plays a huge role. And hydration is the number one way to make sure that we facilitate our lymphatic system. But what are some ways to help improve lymphatic flow or help, help improve detoxification in our body? That's where the keys lie in. And again, we go back to the basics, exercise and a proper diet, a healthy diet, fruits and vegetables mainly. That's the where a lot of the hydration comes from is through vegetables and fruits that play a really great role for detoxification, antioxidants, and all the things that our lymphatic system enjoys. So this type of exercise that's best is actually not long distance, but cardiovascular exercise, walking, running, jogging, swimming, biking, the long distance type of exercise that promotes high level of sweating. That's what ends up happening if you've ever run more than a mile or two miles. That perspiration perspiration keeps going, and that is one of the best ways to facilitate sweating and detoxification through the body through that. Now, infrared and sweating and saunas and other ways to help make the body sweat are great, but when we stay static in an infrared sauna, for example, 
we, we don't get much movement. We don't get the vascular flow. The veins don't pump and our lymphatic system works the same way as the venous system. It doesn't really pump fluid back to the heart to get it out. So movement is really important for the lymphatic system and the cardiovascular system rather than trying to sweat things out. Infrared saunas, uh, hot tubs, anything that heats up the body and makes it sweat is a great way to sweat, but it doesn't facilitate the pumping of the lymphatic system to get the waste products out. So I wanted to make sure that was very clear when it comes to exercise versus infrared, uh, low-level red light therapy. Uh, we're, we're big on the low-level red light. This is this is an amazing anti-inflammatory thing that you can do for your body is use low-level red light to, it doesn't make you sweat. It just helps shrink cells by pushing and forcing extracellular fluid out of the cells. Extracellular fluid is filled with those waste products. So when you push that stuff out, you can actually shrink cells. Uh, the wavelengths that we use, particularly in our body, are for uh, inflammation, for pain, definitely to get areas of pain an anti-inflammatory response there, but also fat cells. So when we're facilitating with weight loss, we encourage people to use low-level red light to help facilitate that and shrink fat cells to get a more dramatic effect, which is why people do uh, diet programs is to help you know reduce weight and, and decrease inflammation for sure. So that helps facilitate it as well, but it doesn't substitute proper exercise. So that's that's a big role there. Um, Weightlifting and other types of exercises are great too. It increases your heart rate and it helps move your body, which can work well as well. So don't exclude that. But when we're talking about lymphatic movement, we want to be doing cardiovascular type exercise. Massage is another great way. There's actually a specific type of massage called lymphatic massage. And lymphatic massage is focused on moving fluid from the lower extremities back up to or from your extremities, we should say, they start from the ends of your extremities, so from your hands and wrists and ankles and feet, all backwards towards the heart. And massage therapists trained in lymphatic massage will actually work on a specific way along the lymph, lymphatic chains and, and lymphatic nodules and, and vessels to help push fluid in the right direction back up. It's a very gentle massage. It's, it's, it's a great experience to, to try it as well, but it's focused specifically on those areas rather than deep tissue or therapeutic where we're focusing on the muscle belly and the fascia itself, and we're trying to stretch and break down fibrotic tissue along muscle. Two different techniques, very similar feeling to them, but uh, most people enjoy lymphatic massage. It's an enjoyable process. It's not painful. It doesn't leave you sore. And it really does uh, facilitate lymphatic movement, which is fantastic. Another thing you can do at home is called dry brushing. These are specific brushes. They look like hair brushes, but they're meant, made from gentle material and they feel a lot better than a hairbrush. And you use this along your skin gently and you brush your skin along the lymphatic areas. And they usually come with a chart. You buy this online. Amazon has a bunch. And you, it comes with a little chart and shows you where where to where to dry brush and move the lymphatic through that way as well. So, and it feels nice. It's a nice experience through there as well. It's a gentle experience. You can do it at home. Typically, it's on the abdomen, uh, below the breasts, along the sides of the abdomen, inside the arms, and you can even do your thighs and work your way up there as well. And your face as well. You can help move lymphatic there. As well, it also has a great skin effect as well, moving dead skin cells and and other things there and exfoliation. 
And then the main thing with it is hydration. We must maintain uh, proper hydration and good hydration in the body to facilitate literally everything in the body, but especially the lymphatic system, which is so uh, responsive and depends on fluid that is not blood. It depends literally on the saline viscous fluid that is made up of generally water to help promote detoxification and movement of waste products in the body. So hydration is probably the number one thing we can do. Having a diet that's healthy in fruits and vegetables is always the base and foundation. I know it sounds repetitive the more you listen to these podcasts, but really health starts from what we eat. You are what you eat and uh, you know, let food be thy medicine. We've heard it over and over again. It truly is. So eating fruits and vegetables is so crucial and a staple part of every diet. It doesn't matter which fad diet you want to look up or, or any book you want to read. Fruits and vegetables will always be a part of them. And if they're eliminating those things, fruits typically, you know, in the keto diet and other low carb diets, they will limit those. But very rarely do you see vegetables being limited in any diet. Um, it makes no sense to eliminate vegetables, depending on what you're talking about and which ones. But vegetables play a huge role. Vegetables are hydration. They have their natural hydration because plants all have hydration in them. And they come with their own enzymes. And they come with their own um, properties that help facilitate hydration in animals as well, like us. So it's really cool there. There are some herbal um Met remedies that you can use too to help facilitate uh, lymphatic movement. And dandelion root and milk thistle, milk thistle, both play a great role in supporting the liver, which is the foundation to detoxification and filters everything in the body. So everything's got to go through the liver at some point. Uh, that is the lymphatic system and things that you can do to help improve it. So if you've been chronically ill, or even if you deal with allergies a lot, sometimes going back to the basics and helping these systems that we forget about can help you through day-to-day -day life in the environment. So when it comes to a lymphatic system, changing up exercise is great. Adding in some cardiovascular maybe once a week where you go for a run or you go for a jog or you go for a bike ride might be a great example if you're typically the, the gym goer that just does you know lifting three times a week. Maybe you want to add in one cardio session a week. And then just making sure we're getting in the, the rich fruits and vegetables that we need through that as well. Dry massage, uh, lymphatic massage, dry brushing. These things are all great ways to help facilitate our lymphatic system. And then when we're going to do all this work, we might as well work on our immune system at the same time because these two go hand in hand and they play a great role together. So with our immune system, by keeping it strong is through antioxidants. That, that is the best way and the easiest way to take a lot of stress off your immune system is to have lots of antioxidants, which guess what? Come from what? Fruits and vegetables. That's where we get natural antioxidants. Very hard to capsule antioxidant properties. A lot of these companies say they do. Acai was huge. Remember acai berry and uh, elderberry and all these things that are, that are out there. But once we synthesize these and break them down and put them into syrups or drinks or capsules, you're not getting the same effect as the live product that comes from the fruits. Like a handful of blueberries is always going to win over an ounce of acai berry juice. You know, you know what I'm saying? It's going gonna, it's gonna to help you because of the properties that come with it. So eating our fruits and vegetables, berries are, are very good and antioxidants are a great way. But all the little tricks that you do as well, I'm sure help. 
If you have questions, we're always here for you. I hope you enjoyed this very different podcast on something uh, random like the lymphatic system. And if you have any requests for anything that you want to hear, send them our way at uh, fulllifetampa.com. I would be more than happy to go through them and try some new podcasts for you. Have a great week. Stay healthy. Stay well. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Living a Full Life Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode.